Welcome to the Real Life Cooking Podcast. I'm Kate Shaw, and this week we're going to make strawberry shortcake. It's really three recipes in one, so we'll learn how to prepare strawberries, how to cut fat into dry ingredients, basically how to make drop biscuits, since that's what the shortcake recipe is, and how to turn cream into whipped cream. When the really ripe strawberries show up in stores and the price drops, It's tempting to buy as many as I can before they go away again, except for the sad, tasteless, expensive ones you get the rest of the year. But there are only so many strawberries I can eat out of hand, and strawberries are moist, delicate berries that don't always fare well in recipes. So let's make the most iconic springtime treat of all, strawberry shortcake. You don't have to buy those gross little sponge cakes they sell in plastic-wrapped stacks next to the strawberry display. You don't have to buy or make an angel food cake. Basically, you just use your regular biscuit recipe, increase the milk, and make it into one giant biscuit. Before we start, it's easy to make your own whipped cream, but you do need a handheld electric mixer. So if you don't have one, you can pick up a carton of Cool Whip or something instead but homemade is much better. First, you need strawberries. Buy at least a quart. You don't have to get the biggest ones since you're going to cut them up anyway. Try to buy a carton where all the berries look good. Some may be a little underripe with white tops or a paler pink shade, but you don't want any that are totally unripe or any that are rotten, unless they're super cheap, of course, and then buy twice as many as you think you're going to need. A few hours or up to a day or so before you plan to eat them, you'll need to prepare the strawberries. You'll need a paring knife or other reasonably sharp non-serrated knife and a medium-sized mixing bowl to put the berries in after you cut them up. Work over the sink. I set up this way. I put the bowl to my left, the carton of berries in the sink, and run the water in a very thin stream. Pick up a berry, Cut the green top off in any white if the berry isn't fully ripe, and drop the discarded pieces into the lid of the carton if it has one. If not, you might want to put them in a small bowl in the sink. After you cut the top off the strawberry, rinse the berry under the water. Then cut it in half, cut the halves in half, and if the strawberry was especially big, cut the bigger pieces in half again. Then drop the pieces into the mixing bowl and start over with the next berry. This sounds like it takes forever, and it kind of does, but it's efficient, and of course you get to eat as many berries as you like while you work. Discard any berries that are too unripe or so overripe that they appear gross and rotten. Once you're done, you have a bowl full of cut strawberries. Now get the sugar out and a spoon. Not a big spoon, just a regular one. Take one heaping spoonful of sugar and toss it into the bowl. All you need is one spoonful of sugar per quart of berries you started with. Some recipes call for a whole cup of sugar for a quart of strawberries, but that's just ridiculous. If you really like sugar, add a second spoonful. Use the spoon to stir the berries around so sugar gets on all of them. Then cover the bowl and put it in the fridge. This is how you prepare strawberries for anything, not just strawberry shortcake. 
It makes a great ice cream or plain yogurt topping, by the way. It's best to do this ahead of time because, for one thing, it's kind of a lot of work and you're going to want to do something besides cooking when you're done. And for another thing, you want to give the berries some time to absorb the sugar. But don't let them sit in the fridge for more than a few days or they'll go bad. Now let's fast forward until you're ready to make the shortcake. This is basically just one big biscuit. The only difference in my strawberry shortcake recipe and my biscuit recipe is that I add a little sugar to the shortcake. You'll need one big bowl and one baking sheet. In the pictures in the show notes, you'll see that I used a breadstone like a fancy person who owns a breadstone, but a regular old baking sheet like you use for cookies works just fine too. Grease the baking sheet. I use Crisco, but you can use the spray stuff if you like. Go ahead and preheat the oven now, since it doesn't take long to put these together and it takes a while for most ovens to heat to 450. Next, get out a large mixing bowl. Measure the dry ingredients into it. Flour, sugar, baking powder, and salt. Yes, it calls for a lot of baking powder. Biscuits usually do. Next, you need to cut your fat into the dry ingredients. There are lots of methods to do this. I usually use the two-knife method, where I have a table knife in each hand and sort of scissor the knives together in an X shape. Any fat caught between the knives gets cut up. My aunt rubs the fat in with one clean hand, rubbing the butter and flour together against the side of the bowl. Other people do something similar but snap their fingers together, smooshing flour into a little piece of fat with each snap. You can buy pastry cutter gadgets or use a fork or invent a totally new way. But in the end, the important thing is that your fat is in little bitty pieces and coated with flour. I usually use Crisco shortening in this recipe and in biscuits, but if you want to use butter, of course you can. Crisco is frankly easier to work with since it's softer and easier to cut in. I used to think shortening was really, really bad for you and butter was pure and good. But let's face it, any kind of fat is actually not super good for you, so use what's easiest and cheap and taste good. If this is the first time you've cut fat into dry ingredients, I recommend shortening because it's really hard to mess it up. You can literally just smush it with the tines of a fork over and over until it's in little floury pieces. Once you've cut your fat in, give the mixture a quick stir round with a spoon or fork. This helps distribute the fat throughout the mixture and helps you spot any larger pieces that you missed. After this, you add the milk. When you make biscuits, you typically won't add all the milk the recipe calls for at once, and you may not add all the milk at all. You just want enough milk to make the batter hold together, and then you roll it out and cut it into rounds. Eventually, I'll do an episode all about biscuits. But when you make drop biscuits, you add more milk so the dough is wetter and doesn't need to be rolled out. Then you drop the batter onto the baking sheet in big clumps like oversized cookies and bake them. If you want to do that with this recipe, you can, by the way. But the easiest way to do it is to add all the milk at once, mix it up so that all the milk is incorporated into the dry ingredients and there isn't any dry flour left, and plop the whole bowl full of dough onto the baking sheet. The first time I saw someone do this, I was in college. 
A friend was house-sitting for a favorite professor while she was out of town and invited me and a few other girls over to watch movies. Someone decided we should make biscuits but couldn't find a biscuit cutter, so she just added more milk to the batter and turned all the dough out onto a baking sheet in a lump. I was convinced it would be a gooey, unbaked mess in the middle, but of course it turned out perfect. The best part of this event was not that I learned something new about cooking, although that was nice, but that every time I make shortcake, I think of that evening among friends. Hopefully, by the time you have the dough on the baking sheet, your oven is hot enough. Pop the baking sheet into the oven and set your timer for 15 minutes. If you decided to make six or eight drop biscuits instead of one big biscuit, set your timer for 12 minutes. While the shortcake is baking, it's time to whip the cream. Get your electric mixer out and a big bowl. You need heavy whipping cream to make whipped cream. You can't use half and half or whole milk or non-dairy creamer. It has to be heavy whipping cream. You don't need much of it, so buy the smallest container you can find, probably a pint. Pour the carton of whipping cream into the bowl. If you bought more than a pint, though, only pour out about a pint of the cream. Otherwise, it'll overflow your bowl and you will have so much whipped cream you don't know what to do with it all. Put the beaters into your electric mixer, plug it in, and lower the beaters into the cream. Then turn it on low. If you've never whipped cream before, you may be feeling considerable trepidation at this point, but it is unbelievably easy to whip cream. Increase the speed to medium and then to high, although you probably don't want to jam it at its top speed. Bits of cream will go everywhere and later on you'll basically have to wipe down every surface in your kitchen. But just keep going until you notice that the ripples, the moving beaters making the cream, are taking longer to smooth out and fade than they would in a liquid. At this point, I usually stop the mixer, set it down, and add the vanilla extract. But if you added the vanilla before you started, that's fine. Don't add the powdered sugar until later, though. After you add the vanilla, turn the mixer back on to medium or medium-high speed until the ripples it makes start to persist even more. This is usually referred to as the soft peak stage. If you turn off the mixer and lift the beaters from the cream, the little peaks that form when you pull the beaters out take a moment or two to slump back down into the bowl and go flat. So stop the mixer at this point and add about half the powdered sugar. I used half a cup of powdered sugar total to one pint of whipping cream, but I frequently use only half that and it still makes a good, lightly sweet whipped cream. You can add more powdered sugar if you like. You are allowed to take a little taste on a clean finger to see if it's sweet enough. If you need to take a second taste, either wash the finger you licked or use a different finger you haven't licked. Don't be gross and get your spit in food other people will eat. Dump the powdered sugar onto the cream, then turn the mixer back on low until all the sugar is combined into the cream. If you turn the mixer on high at first, the second it touches the powdered sugar, that stuff is going to poof everywhere. Once the first scoop is incorporated into the cream, add the rest. Then continue to mix until it starts to look like real whipped cream. It's done when it reaches the stiff peak stage where when you turn the beaters off and lift them out of the cream, the cream stays put instead of melting back into a flattish surface. 
It shouldn't take you too long to whip the cream, even if you had trouble finding the beaters and getting them slotted in correctly. Start to finish, from finding where I stashed the mixture last time I put it away, to licking the beaters before I put them in the sink to wash, typically takes no more than 10 minutes at most. Now wait until the oven timer goes off, then check your shortcake. It will have little spiky bits that stick out, and those will have browned, but if it's still very pale all over, it probably needs a few extra minutes. If you're not sure, pull the oven rack out far enough so that you can take a good look at the biscuit. There will probably be a sort of crack in the top of the biscuit where it's risen. Poke gently at this area with a fork or spatula or whatever you have on hand that's clean. Don't use your finger, it's really hot. If you can see wet batter in the crack or if the surface moves like it's sitting on semi-liquid batter, push the rack back in and close the oven door. Let the shortcake bake another two minutes or so, then check it again. Once it's done, pull the baking sheet out of the oven and set it on the stove. Let it cool for a few minutes while you set the table or at least get yourself a plate. Then cut it into four big pieces. It should be done all the way through. If it's not, even though you will have turned the oven off by now, it's not too late to save it. Just pop the pan back into the oven and let it sit there for a few more minutes. The oven should still be warm enough inside to continue to bake the biscuit, but not hot enough to burn it. Finally, put everything together. Serve up nice big slices of the shortcake with generous dollops of whipped cream and lots of strawberries. This goes really well with sausage or bacon, or you can save it for dessert. But if you went easy on the sugar, it actually makes a good meal on its own. It's basically just a biscuit and strawberries, and that's just about as wholesome as it gets. The biscuit will keep for a day or two at room temperature or in the fridge, as long as you put it in an airtight container or wrap it up well. It isn't as good the next day, though, and goes stale quickly. But the whipped cream and strawberries will keep in the fridge for a couple of days, and they taste good together even without any shortcake. Thanks for listening. You can find Real Life Cooking Podcast at reallifecooking.blueberry.net. That's blueberry without any ease. Now get out there and enjoy your food.